The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Week 8, Thursday Night Football, Buccaneers at Bills. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use promo code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Chris Dunnels at Chris Dunnels on X. Joined, as always, by the one, the only, Jay Spence. Spence, say hello to the people. What's going on, everybody? It's a great week. Well, it, hopefully it will become a great week. How you doing, Chris? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm looking forward to this show. I, I think this is one I circled on the calendar uh, when the schedule was first announced. I, I cannot wait to hear your take as a Bills fan, not just as a Bills fan, but as a Bills fan coming in after a loss. Like I, I could have looked at this before the season and said, you know what, the Bills might be undefeated coming into this game against the Bucks, mm-hmm. but they have underperformed. So I can't wait just to hear your take and how you're feeling coming into this game. Yeah, well, so the Bills, you know, they're four and three. They're still second in the division, so they're kind of sort of in still in a decent place. You know, if they go on a, a good run and, uh, you know, just fix correct some things that's going on, I think that they still can be okay for the rest of the year. We're seventh in the conference right now as far as, uh, playoff position if you're into that thing already uh and that's that's that puts a bad taste in bills fans mouths because we know how the offense is supposed to look we know how good josh allen can be and uh just the last three weeks you know starting with the jaguars and then the the giants and now you, you fast forward to last week's game and you look at the fact that the bills struggled to put up points in the first three quarters of the game and then in the fourth quarter, you kind of release Josh Allen to the masses. And then all of a sudden he he's able to score 14, 17 points in the fourth quarter. But sometimes it's a little too late, like we saw this past Sunday and like we saw against the Jaguars. So uh, I think I think this week what everybody in Buffalo will be looking forward to seeing is, is A, how Kim Dorsey and Josh Allen uh, come out with a better game plan that will get Josh Allen more to get him looking like what we're used to as Bills fans versus this almost handcuffed, uh, you know, training wheel version of them. They don't want them to run the ball when when it's there. They don't call it anything that allows him to be the player that puts him in the conversation with some of the best quarterbacks when he's on. Well, I talked about this last week because it was my Saints and Thursday Night Football last week. 
and said, here are the consistent struggles that the team has had all season long. So all season long, the team, for instance, had problems in the red zone and, and punching the ball in. And we saw that manifest during mm-hmm. the game. The Bills, they just look like two different teams if I look at their schedule. How is this the same team that beat the Giants 14-9 to or lost 25-29 to to the Patriots and then just put a whooping on the Dolphins 48-20? to Th- These are two different teams, and I don't understand. So help me, help the listeners reconcile what is this Bills team right now? Well, so defensively, I will say, and I'm not one for excuses, so this is not an excuse. I'm, I'm first letting something be known, and then I'm going to to give my opinion on it. But we lost two all-pro players in, in two weeks, and then we also lost our star defensive tackle. So you lose three of your best players on defense. It's tough to replace that, regardless of how you draft and how you try to manage your roster. However, what I'm also seeing is that there still isn't a, an, an excuse for that on defense. I think this last Sunday was the first time that we saw the, the Bills defense have a bad game, and that was against the Patriots. But against the Giants, they held the Giants to three field goals. You know, you, you look at uh, the Jaguars, I get it, they scored 25 points. But if you look at that game, they scored, it, it was like 13 points for the bulk of the game. And then when Josh Allen came on in the second half, so did Trevor Lawrence. And it was just a battle of two quarterbacks. But if you look at the course of it, the defense is still playing well. It's just that the the offense has not been able to generate points. So what you're talking about, that that Dolphins game, Josh Allen came out and he looked like he actually won AFC Offensive Player of the Week that week because he took exactly what the what the defense was giving him. So whether it was just some little dump off outlet passes here to your running back or whether it was Kincaid over the middle, whether Diggs was it didn't matter. Whatever was open is what Josh took. What we've been seeing and you have some Bills fans complain about uh, Stefan Diggs, which is crazy, receiving too many targets. I do feel like to a certain point that Josh Allen is force feeding Stefan Diggs, which on one hand is good because he's that good of a player. But then what that does, it takes away the opportunities. For instance, we drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round because he was supposed to be one of the best pass catchers in the league before this last Sunday. He hasn't been an active part of the offense. So now we, we Dawson Knox goes out. He's out for, we're not sure how long he has. He's going to be getting a, a wrist injury or a, a surgery on his wrist. So he'll be out. Maybe I'd never like injuries and especially to my guys, but maybe now this gives Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen an opportunity to say, okay, we don't have to force this 12 person, this 12 personnel that we've been preaching all summer now because Dawson is out. Now let's just get Kincaid involved and let's get Diggs involved and let's get Gabe's Gabe, uh, Gabe Davis involved. And I think if they can come together with a good formula for that, I don't think we will have a problem going forward, I, but that's been the issue. Josh isn't executing the plays that Dable is or that uh, Ken Dorsey is calling. Well, it sounds like you said if they can fix this laundry list of things, there won't be a problem moving forward. So right now, the Bills are favored eight and a half points at home against the Buccaneers. And for the people listening, we're recording this early Wednesday morning, so that line could obviously move. Make sure you check if you're going to place a bet. But do you think the Bills are able to fix everything you've just listed and can cover the spread against the Buccaneers? Well, to me, it's one problem. I don't think it's multiple. Uh, So I just think, so yes, I do think they can fix it. I think it comes down to allowing Josh Allen to have fun again. Just go play football. And, you know, they overthink these things. And when you look at just overall, same thing, the last three weeks, just like you said, at this point, when you opened up the season, you're like, oh, the Bills could be undefeated or maybe only have one loss at that point. 
that's how we view the bills because that's what we're used to seeing out of this offense. So I do think the offense is still that good. I just think that, again, I think they were trying to force something because of, you know, Dawson Knox's contract. And then you draft a guy in the first round. So you don't want Knox to feel like he's being replaced. And that's a big ticket. Like that's a big contract to have to explain if you're not going to keep both guys involved. But I think what we've seen is that, you know, 12 personnel for the Buffalo Bills just doesn't work. The Bills work better with a spread offense. They work better when they had Cole Beasley in the slot, Stefan Diggs outside and John Brown or, you know, Emmanuel Sanders. They work well that way. So I think allowing Dawson Kincaid to kind of, I don't want to say he can't duplicate, but he can try to replicate the role of Cole Beasley in the slot. And that's what he's good at. We saw last week he had eight receptions for, I believe it was 89 yards. That's what we need to see this week again. And I think that we will. I think, um, you know, Josh is better than Baker, right? Like we could just, we could start there. We could start there. Well, you know what? I, I would love to comment on that, but that was a whole lot of talking spins without an answer to my question. Are the Bills going to cover the spread against the Bucks? Yes or no? Well, my answer to you was about the Bills having to correct the, the issue. So you're right. I didn't answer the spread. We are going to cover the spread. Yes. Okay. So I, I don't think the Bills will. Okay. Um, because, well, and then stats comes in. You did answer it. You said yes. Well, you know See, what, stats? stats Spence was good. just talking too long. Okay. I zoned out. I fell asleep. I woke up and he was still talking. That's the problem. When you let Spence just have free reign on the mic, he just starts talking. Okay, says the guy who who took us overtime last week with the Saints losing. But go ahead. You, you know what? That's a whole separate issue that we're going to get into later. Okay, as far as this overtime, I'm still I'm still hurt. All right. I don't think you know. You say Josh Allen's better than Baker Mayfield. Sure. Is he playing better than Baker Mayfield now? Even on a down year, yes. Is the margin right now, based on how both of those quarterbacks are playing, as great as we thought it would be? No. Wait a so, minute. Wait a minute. I got to interject. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's your time. Go ahead. But I think that's completely false. So, so fans of any NFL team, this is why you don't just take Chris for his word. Josh okay. Allen is literally leading the NFL in in pass or passing or completion percentage he's leading the nfl in several metrics he's having a great year the team isn't winning so it's one thing to say josh isn't performing well it's another thing to say the offense isn't clicking as a whole and the team isn't winning that's the issue it's not josh allen do not put him on the same level as baker mayfield never ever again in your life we will have issues chris okay so how is he in interceptions i know you talked about counting stats how's josh looking for ints this year Actually, he's looking a lot better than you think. He had three interceptions in week one, and then he's he's actually kind of tapered off a bit since. So go ahead and look at it. Go ahead and pull it up since you since you seven. Oh, I already did seven. seven. Now, seven. Now tell me seven. how many Patrick seven. Mahomes one has. One per game. Tell me how many Patrick Mahomes has. Is Patrick Mahomes playing this game? That's not the point. You want to put him in yes, this place is. where you're talking. No, it is. It is. How many does we could talk about interceptions in that case? But also, let's talk about who leads the league in touchdowns combined. Josh Allen, he leads the league in touch and rush and passing touchdowns combined. So again, you can talk about these seven interceptions where the bulk of them were in week one. That's fine. Or you can actually add context and and let the listeners know. Because this was, I thought this show was about, you know, making sure Baker our Mayfield. listeners Baker were Mayfield educated. Baker Mayfield has four. Baker Mayfield has four picks in the year. Even if you take the three from Josh Allen in week one and pretend they didn't happen, but they did. But even if you take them away, they have the same number of picks. And you're talking about, oh, well, consider all of the passing touchdowns and the total offensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Look, you're talking to someone who has Jameis Winston on his team. 
someone who led the league in both passing yards and interceptions again, thrown. But again, so it's I not the same conversation. The conversation is Josh Allen at his best in 2022 was miles better than Baker Mayfield could ever dream of being. This year, in 2023, through a very small sample size, the margin between the two teams is not as great as Bills fans want it to be. That's my that's my position. And that's fine. Your position is completely wrong. So it's fine. And that's, that's not fair. even me well, coming as a Bills fan. It's like this is me actually taking a step back and saying, like, there's no way that you're going to put the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield on the same level as Josh Allen. So it's different. You First of all, you have to be honest about things. You have to take a step back and say, okay, this is a good team that's struggling versus this is a team that's barely figuring out how to win games. Like Baker Baker Mayfield and that offense is still not clicking. He has a good he has a good connection with Mike Evans, but outside of that, that offense has not been clicking in, in at all. And that's only because Mike Evans is great is the reason why that's going there. But Baker Mayfield isn't winning games for that team. The four games that the Bills won, I can show you why they won those games because of Josh Allen. It's a completely different conversation, Chris, and I am disgusted and I am disappointed that you would even you would even try to put Baker Mayfield in the same stratosphere as Josh Allen. Oh, I'm not putting Baker Mayfield in the same stratosphere. Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen are putting them in the same stratosphere right now. And that just is what it is. And that's okay. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Okay. All right. So right now the bills are still favored to win at mm-hmm. uh, minus 440. So in order to win a hundred dollar bet, you have to risk and wager 440 bucks on the bills. On the other hand, if you think the, the bucks can shock the world, which by the way, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the bucks are going to win. Uh, then a hundred dollar bet on the bucks will pay out 340. You think anyone's putting money on the bucks? Uh, well, according to DraftKings, there's there's quite a bit of people uh, putting money on the Bucks, and I think that's why the the line changed. It went down and back, you know. So now it's back at eight and a half as of you know Wednesday morning. But I don't know why anybody would put money on the Buccaneers. But, well, do you think people put money on the Patriots last week against the Bills? Yeah, but I think see, there's a reason why. I think division games are different now. I think division games, sometimes you can almost throw the script out on those things because it's like the coaching staff knows the players better. They know the team better. There's a familiarity that it just changes the dynamic of the game. But also, again, I I just think that the Buffalo Bills this last week, you know, they took that L and they got to hold it. But the Bucs, man, again, you're just being disrespectful because of you're acting like it's not a week to week league here. And you're acting like we haven't seen the Chiefs lose to a, a bum team in their division once. So we're acting like we haven't seen oh the Saints. Didn't the Saints just lose to a team that they were supposed to beat? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look, I've never said the Saints are going to be a great team. <laughs> I said that coming in and told you against the Jags. I could see that game going a thousand different ways. But the Bills thought that they were coming in to be a contender in the <laughs> AFC. So that's that's a little bit of a difference. Uh, stats saying the show should come with a trigger warning. It, yeah, should. Saints, it should. Saints fans, uh, Bills fans, just plug your ears. It's, it's going to get a little rough. Over under for this game, Bucks at Bills, 42. What are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. See, this one is it. Now, this one actually is tough for me because, again, I know what the offense in my mind should look like. And um, if the Bills do their job, I would take the over. 
100 percent. because even if the bucks just scored 10 points in my opinion the Bills should blow this game out but they haven't been doing it so i'm actually going to go uh, you know I, I feel like i sent in my notes that i took the over but i think i'm going to take the under i'm going to switch over and take the under here i'm going to take the over uh i think for some of the reasons you pointed out on, on the bill's defensive side of the ball and some key players they might be missing and you're playing against that man baker mayfield uh so i think that uh that the bucks might be able to move the ball a little more so let's get into the first score it's something we've kept up with uh each week last week stats played the bell for spence you had your win you picked jags touchdown as the first score of the game against my saints uh, and that hit. So let's see if you can double up and get a streak going. First score yeah. this week, uh, we've got odds at Bucks touchdown plus four twenty five, Bucks field goal at plus three fifty, Bills touchdown at plus one thirty five, and Bills field goal at plus two ninety five. So Spence, while you think about it, let's have stats. Go ahead and join us in real quick so you can get ready too. And Spence, your team, your week. What you taking? Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna take Bills touchdown uh, at 135, but I will I do want to say this before stat goes. If if the Buffalo Bills do not get the ball first, then it's a very safe bet to take the touchdown for the Buccaneers as the first drive. The Buffalo Bills historically, if you go back and look over the course of Sean McDermott's career as the head coach, as the Buffalo Bills, we struggle against scripted drives on the first drive of the game. We gave up to the Raiders this year. They looked like they were going to dominate us, and then we shut them down. We gave up to, like, literally go back and just watch or, or just look it up. First drive when the Bills do not receive the ball is tough. I'm only saying this because I think the Bills want to come out and be aggressive this week, and they will want to receive the ball if they win the coin toss and, and try to immediately calm down and, and excite at the same time Bills Mafia after the game that we had but go ahead stats well i was gonna take bill's touchdown but now you got me all nervous so i guess i'll go with buccaneers touchdown <laughs> jerk sorry i'm with stats let's go for the upset bucks touchdown at plus 425 those are some yeah. hefty hefty odds there so i like that i mean i often will pick field goals uh when i've got good defenses and i think the bucks defense is nothing to scoff at here uh but I like my chances of the Bucks starting with the ball first. For everything you said about the Bills' problems with scripted drives, let's go Bucks touchdown at plus four twenty-five. Yeah, a hundred percent. And everybody knows Bills are my team, but uh, since Daquan Jones went out, we're struggling against the run. So I think Rashad White could have a big game. And that first drive, you know, Mike Evans and a, and a combination of White, I just think that could be, you know, that could spell success on that first drive for the Bucks. So let's move into our parlays. Uh, Historically now, seven ga seven weeks in, uh, we've come up with three parlays each. Parlays, it, Spence has done a great job the past seven weeks explaining it to the people, <laughs> so I'm not going to make him do it again. If you need an explanation, go back and listen to any of the past shows. Uh, but essentially, it's just an all-or-nothing string of bets. So we usually come up with three, a conservative one, a more aggressive one, and then a pretty crazy one. Uh, again, Spence, you're weak. You've got a mob out there of fans wanting to follow you. What's a mob to a king? So hit the people with your conservative parlay. My conservative parlay, I'm going plus 184 here. We're going to go James Cook, anytime touchdown score. I'm going to go Stefan Diggs, alternate receiving yards at 40 plus. 
And then I'm going to go another alternate receiving yards here for 25 with Dawson Kincaid. And that's plus what? Plus 184. Yeah, so we're we're back. Last week was the anomaly. We're back where my parlays are going to be uh, <laughs> more conservative than Spence's. My conservative parlay, again, historically what I try to do is just help you double your money. So three legs of my conservative parlay, all pretty simple. Bill's money line, meaning Buffalo wins the game. Stefan Diggs, anytime touchdown score. And there's no safety that scored in the game. That's plus 106. So $100 bet will double your money plus an extra 6 bucks. I've had one of these bets before where I thought, okay, here's the one part I'm adding. And it was like a no two-point conversion. It was in the Commanders game. That's why mm-hmm. the Commanders made the list. Uh, and then, of course, that's the one game where they end up having a two-point conversion in the game. So I'm adding this no safety leg to this parlay, which almost certainly means for some how, some way, there's going to be a safety in this game. But in any event, those three things plus 106. By the way, shout out to the commanders. Still hate you. So now the, the trigger warning is not just for Bills and Saints fans, but now it's also for commanders yeah. fans. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I'm going to take a break real quick before we go into our aggressive parlays, and I'm going to make a 2000s wrestling reference that i know spence you stopped watching in in the 90s with stone cold steve austin so you're not going to understand this stats jump in the chat if you understand what i'm talking about and any listener out there at me on at chris dunnels on twitter slash x if you get what i'm saying but here's the deal i've I've got the, the people i hate right now are still the commanders all six and a half of their fans Kadarius tony and now after last week i am one foster moreau catch a dropped pass in the end zone from a Saints potential win, my aggressive parlay, my crazy parlay, all paying off. So Foster Moreau, you just made the list. And (laughs) now when I talk about everyone else, I'm going to include Foster Moreau. So let me make sure that we cover everyone, commanders, their fans, all six of them, Kadarius Toney, and Foster Moreau. You're all dead to me. I will no longer say good things about you. <laughs> uh, but if you understand that you just made the list line, please feel free at me on Twitter. You deserve a pat on the back. Uh, what about an aggressive parlay, Spence? Uh, my aggressive is going to be plus 294. Uh, we're going to go Dalton Kincaid this time with an anytime touchdown score. I'm going to go James Cook, um, 25 rushing yards. That's an alternate alternate line. And then Buffalo money line. We're going to win it. We're going to do it. So that's plus 294 for a Kincaid touchdown. James Cook, 25 rushing yards and Buffalo money line. Nice. Okay, well, never mind. My aggressive parlay is more aggressive than yours. So my aggressive parlay is plus 345. So three legs. Mm. Here we go. James Cook over 50 and a half rushing yards. Stefan Diggs over 60 receiving yards and Josh Allen over half an interception. So we, we bumped that total from seven to eight. If those three things happen, we're at plus 345. What do you think about that one? Uh, I think, I think it's a good bet, especially um, when you take under consideration that Josh Allen does not have he does not have a two game stretch where he doesn't have turnovers. So, and that's just for his career. He has some of the most touchdowns for anybody for over the course of his career, but he also has the most turnovers. So I think the turnover bet there, and I think Diggs is money for, for those yards. And 
So no, I think I like that, man. Well, let's jump in then to our crazy parlay. Usually we have one that odds are over plus a thousand. Do you have wait one minute, of those wait this minute, week? Wait a minute, stats. Hold on, stats. I know we're not at this part yet, but stats ring the bell. You you forgot that part, huh? Huh, Chris? What'd you say, Chris? Huh? Stats ring the. As a matter of fact, don't just ring stats. Can you come in? Don't even just ring the bell. Come in. I'm here. Let's talk about this fun, crazy parlay from last week. Before we talk about the Bills Buccaneers, let's talk about last week. Somebody on the show picked over nine and a half total first quarter points, Jags defense and special teams with an anytime touchdown, and Jags having the last score of the game. And I need to just check the records really quick, but I'm pretty sure that hit. And I think it was Spence that did it. I think it was. What do you have to say about that, Chris? What I have to say is Foster Moreau is still dead to me. (laughs) My fun parlay, my crazy one that had higher odds was three legs. It was Taysom Hill anytime touchdown score. That was the crazy one. That happened. Derek Carr over half a pick. That happened. Alvin Kamara over 80 rushing yards. He was 15 yards short. That game goes to overtime and the Saints get the ball, that one hits. All Foster Moreau has to do is catch that dang ball that lands in his hands in the end zone on third and goal, and it's a completely different game. So don't come at me with that, Spence. This is your first crazy parlay that's hit all season long, so I need you to find some humility, have some grace. Which crazy parlay for yours hit? Multiple. The Vikings one comes to mind because that was plus like 2,000. I don't even remember what it was. I'll pull it up while you find yours. Yeah, yeah, because I just don't ever recall you having a crazy parlay hit. Like this is that's why In I'm the making Vikings a big deal game. Out of this. All three of my parlays hit. Breaking news: back and review. Chris made a parlay bet that didn't hit. Like your explanation of well, if this thing just happened, yeah, that's every gambler ever for every <laughs> bet they've ever made that didn't come through. Horse, uh, what do they say? Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There you go. And Chris, last week you didn't hit. So, so oh no no, here you go. Vikings, I had three parlays. The conservative parlay plus 115, Eagles money line, Jetta over 80 receiving yards, Vikings under 30 and a half. That was plus 115 that hit. Same week, aggressive parlay, Vikings over 12 and a half, Cousins over 275, Vikings minus 7. That's a plus 320 odds that hit. Then I had the aggressive parlay at plus 1000. Kirk Cousins, three passing TDs. Jordan Addison, anytime TD. Devonta Smith, over 70 receiving yards. That hit at plus 1,000. A.J. Brown, at least one catch on opening drive for the Eagles, plus 100. That hit. T.J. Hawkinson, more touchdowns than Dallas Goddard, minus 110. That hit. That's just an example. I can pull up other ones. But, Spence, I got receipts. This man so, said plus 1,000. Do you know what this parlay was last week, man? Do, do you oh, know what the number on the parlay was? That's a different point. Go ahead. Different point. Go ahead different and go point, off. Let's, let's, let's hear your okay. aggressive parlay this week. Let's hear it. Back it up. <laughs> I'm going back it up. So two weeks in a row, I'm going to give you guys a bet that I feel like will hit. Again, these bets are not guaranteed, obviously, because Chris loses quite a bit. Uh, so it's going to be plus 1,900. Gabriel Davis, 100 receiving yards or more. I'm going to go Stefan Diggs, anytime touchdown score. And I'm going to go Josh Allen over 261 and a half passing yards. So again, for 1,900, it's going to be Gabe Davis. We're going to have a, a game because he was absent the last two. So he has to show up at home for Bills Mafia, 100-plus receiving yards. Stefan Diggs is basically money for a touchdown all season. And Josh Allen over 261 and a half yards passing. 
I like it. I like it because that includes a few things that I'd already said in some of my parlays, like a dig nice. touchdown. And it's going to include some portions of my aggressive parlay, which is uh, plus 1360. So $100 bet will pay out $1,360. That is three legs. Gabe Davis, you had him over 100 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. I have him just over 70. Okay. So if he has 100, then that hits for me. You had Josh Allen over 260-something. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was passing yards. Yep. I'm going to have Josh Allen over 289 and a half yards of offense. So okay. that's not just passing yards, that's rushing yards. But if he has the the 260 something uh, in the air, I like my shot at getting 290 yards of offense. And then the third leg, Mike Evans, anytime touchdown. Yeah. We talked about the connection between Baker Mayfield yeah. and Mike Evans. We talked about the uh, Buccaneers potential success on an opening drive and a scripted series of plays. So I like Mike Evans chances of scoring a touchdown. Those three things happen plus 1360. I like it. I like it. I think um, if that, if, if mine hits yours hits. So, well, I exactly. mean, with, with the exception of Mike Evans, but no, I, I, I think Mike Evans is going to score. So I'm with you. I think that's a good bet. Yeah. So I, I look this week, I'm cheering for your parlay. Cause that means good shot for mine too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. What about looking at this game as a whole? Do we have a bet of the week that you see Uh, just in the game? Yeah, so um, I know I talked about Mike Evans, but I also feel like the offense for the Bucs isn't – it's just not where everybody probably thinks because you think that that Baker is on the same level as Josh. But I'm going to go with my bet of the week. I have not said that. Don't put words in my mouth. Hey, I can rewind this. You know, we can go back to – so everybody listening, go back to the top of the show when he tried to put Baker Mayfield on the same level as Josh Allen. The bet of the week that I have is plus 25, Tampa Bay Buccaneers total points bans between 11 and 20 points. So as long as they don't score more than 20 or less than 11, you can double your money there, get – you know, for a hundred dollar bet, you get one twenty-five. Yikes! Again, I, I'm thinking the the Bucks might put up a few more points than that. We'll see. My bet of the week before we have stats come in and share his is each team scores one touchdown at least in each half. So you're looking at Bills scoring a touchdown in the first half and Bucks plus second half Bills and Bucks each scoring a touchdown. Those odds are plus two fifty-five. So normally my bets of the week. Uh, or whether they're favorite bets or only slightly underdog. I'm going out on a limb here and saying plus 255 uh, as my bet of the week. What about you, Stats? I'm assuming you got a defensive play for us. Nope, going offense actually this week, and and Spence kind of made the argument for me earlier in the show, but I'm going to go Dalton Kincaid over 37 and a half receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Dawson Knox obviously being out means he's going to get more snaps, going to get more looks. I think that tight end is the, other than quarterback, tight end is the most difficult position to transition from college to the NFL. So I think it's taken them a little time to get on the same page. We saw last week they started to have a little bit of a connection. So I'm going to go Dalton Kincaid over 37 and a half receiving yards, and that is minus 110, I believe. I think that's that's one that should happen. That should happen in the first half, Stats. Well, that's why it's it's a favorite bet, right? That's why it has that minus sign in front of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Dalton Kincaid is he going to be your Thor of the week this week? No, I'm actually gonna um, I'm gonna go with Josh. I think if you're if you were to take a a receiver or a tight end, it would have to be Stefan Diggs. But uh, I think this game is going to be kind of what you were saying with your crazy parlay. I think you know you can expect a, a 
a good round game from Josh. I think he's going to try to run the ball a little bit. I think he's going to throw the ball. So I think, you know, we're going to see Josh maybe get a touchdown with his legs. So I just think overall, you're going to see one of those games that, you know, while a lot of people criticize Josh Allen in real world football, fantasy football fans tend to love him. He's been QB one for a couple of years in a row now. I don't think that's going to change when you look at this game. Before we get into who I'm going to have as my Thor, and before we we have a trigger for the the sound effect, <laughs> I don't have the the luxury of your receipts, but I'm hoping you're going to be willing to say it with your chest to back it up. Tell me what you have said about Baker Mayfield over the years, dude. Baker Mayfield, I've called him everything but a child of God. I have. I, I wish this was streaming live. I would show you all uh, when Baker was in Cleveland. I had a tweet kind of go like semi-viral earlier before I started pod. I had I drew on a white garbage bag with like orange string. Like I drew his name and number on it. And I'm like, oh my God, my Baker Mayfield jersey came in. Trash. I talk about Baker. Like I just, man, I, I talk about his turnovers. I have tons of memes, just several memes out there. That's like just talking about him turning the ball over as often as possible when he was in Cleveland. And and then everywhere else he went, like he got beat out in in. Carolina, bum, like that bum. Then you go to, he's a bum. So, yeah, I talk about him bad. So, if Baker Mayfield, go ahead. Who's your, I'm guessing that's your. <laughs> Play the sound effect stats. Play it. The power of Baker Mayfield is the Thor Award winner this week. We're, we're putting it out there now. I wouldn't normally think this, but Baker Mayfield, I know you're listening. Prove me right. Put a put a silencer on all the haters out there. Put Spence in his place because he needs it. He said some bad things about you over the years. It's time. I need you to go ahead and have the game of your life, and I think it's going to happen Thursday night. You know what, though? Baker Mayfield fans should feel good about certain things about this game. I'll tell you what. He's undefeated against Josh Allen so far for his career. It's only been a couple games, but he's undefeated. But then also, I think when Baker Mayfield plays against those quarterbacks that came out in the same draft class as him, something – like I do feel like he tries to really uh, reel it all in and play with a level head and try to win those games because I think he he is a chip on his shoulder now. Like everybody talks about Allen like he's better. Obviously, they talk about Lamar Jackson like he's better. So I think it's one of those things when he plays those guys, he really tries to put his best foot forward. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, you, you said Baker Mayfield fans. Do you think there are more of those or more Commander fans? I don't know. I think there's more Baker fans for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Sure. Oh, well, now they're coming for you too, Spence. All six and a half too. of them. You better watch out. <laughs> the Thor Award is usually a great transition for us to jump into the Marvel bet of the week. So each week through seven weeks, Stats has given us a Marvel trivia question. Winner of the, the trivia question gets first crack at uh, – Betting prop picked by Stats. It's only fair. Stats, play the bell for Spence. He didn't get the trivia question right, I don't think, but I believe he at least got the bet right, and that's what's important. That's what matters and carries over week to week. So, Stats, I'm not going to do you the disrespect of asking if you're prepared because I know you are. So, hit us with the trivia question. This one, if... If it doesn't get answered correctly, I will be extremely disappointed in both of you. All right, Spence. Prepare to be disappointed. Okay. Who was the original actor that played James Rhodes oh. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I, I can say, you know, I'm not going to know. Just because I, I'm not, like, I, I'm not going to know names right now. What are you, are you kidding me? 
Like, are you serious? Actors? No, no, I'm not because the names right now. I'm not. It's Terrence Howard. It's Terrence Howard. Play the bell. That was an easy one. That was kind of a layup. Not gonna it lie. Was. It was. It was. And I watched all of Iron Man's last week, and I complained about it because I what? actually call. No, and I call. <laughs> First of all, I just want everybody to know I love all the actors and everything in there. But once Terrence Howard got taken out, like, I Oh, now you know his name. Oh, now you know his name. I always know his name. But what I'm saying is I always always call him, not Terrence. I'm like, oh, the other black guy. I can can say that. I always call him the other black guy because Terrence Howard, to me, should have maintained that role. And I had this whole joke about it last week with my group chat that we were watching all the Iron Mans with for the anniversary. And uh, yeah, no, but you got it, Chris. I gave you one this time. Lay up for you. All right, Sass, what you got is the bet. All right, the bet of the week is not super juicy, but nonetheless, I'm throwing it out there because I every once in a while, I like to take these, especially on these Thursday games where it's seemingly a big mismatch. Big spread this week, obviously. Bills minus eight and a half. So either team to score unanswered three times. Yes is minus 220. No is plus 165. Wow. So this is one where the yes is favorited. So they, they really like the, the bills coming in. But I'm, I've am i said it already, so I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with the underdog bet. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Baker. He might not shock the world and upset the bills, but I'm going to have this game closer. I like the, the bucks with the points. So give me the no there. Well, I'll take the yes, because I would have anyway. I don't think that the the offense is going to be able to do much against the Bills. And I think the Bills are, I think we're going to see this a similar Josh Allen that we did the weeks of the Raiders, Commanders, and Dolphins. So I, I'm taking an explosive offense where we're going to blow this team out. And I'm ba- banking, obviously, that you're we going to see the same Bills team that we saw last week yeah. against the Patriots. So bet of the week across the Sunday slate. Stats, since you're already here, why don't you stay with us? Again, I know you're prepared. I know you have one. Well, so wait, stats wait. also ring the bell again. You see how many times they rang the bell today for, for Spence and not for Chris? Okay, go ahead, Stats. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I hate to be the homer, but I have to go to the 49ers game. They're playing Cincinnati now. It is at home, but... The 49ers are coming off a short week. Cincinnati's coming off of a bye. Joe Burrow looks like he's actually getting his act together a little bit. And the 49ers look like they're kind of flailing. Cincinnati's getting five and a half points. I think it's going to be a close game. I'll take Cincy and I'll take the points. Yeah. You know what? Well, before you jump in, Spence, this is a good opportunity for me to also, I, I can't say be a homer, but it's the opposite. My bet of the week, Saints, you're dead to me right now. Right now, the Colts are favored one and a half against the Saints. I get Anthony Richardson had season-ending surgery. I get it's Gardner Minshew for the Colts. This Saints offense looks terrible. The chemistry right now looks off. If you watched last week, Derek Carr and Chris Olave were chirping at each other for an overthrow where Olave looked like he stopped running. It's just a mess right now for the Saints. So give me Colts minus one and a half against the Saints. I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm pretty sure it will. All right, well, so for me this week, I, I'm actually going to piggyback off of what Stats has. Uh, he went with the spread here. I'm going to go Bengals on the money line. I think they actually win out in San Francisco or, you know, wherever the stadium is. But I feel like uh, like exactly for the reasons he just mentioned, I think that Joe Burrow is finally starting to look healthy. T. Higgins is healthy. Uh, so he has his weapons, and, and they're all going to start clicking. And then I think over the last two games, we're starting to see teams make Brock Purdy look uncomfortable. 
And when he looks uncomfortable, he looks like the quarterback that Chris thinks Josh Allen is. That's fair. That's fair. I think that Josh Allen probably wears Brock Purdy pajamas. Do they even make Brock Purdy pajamas? Uh, uh, Yes, I have two sets. I have two sets. (laughs) (laughs) They're footy pajamas, but I have them nonetheless. Okay. All right. That's an image I did not want, but that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Across the NFL, uh, news we're seeing, I know we talked about it a little earlier before we started the pod, but there are some quarterback issues in Tennessee. What do you see in there, Spence? Yeah, so now, you know, everybody doesn't know if uh, Willis will start or leave. Well, actually, the coaching staff came out and said that you're going to see both, and then you told me who's going to start? Will Levis. See, and to me... When I look at that, it makes me say, you know what? I'm taking the money line on, on the Falcons. You know, when when you're not even sure of who's going to play quarterback, like for the, the game, and then on top of it, I don't think either quarterback is good. So, so when you get to that point, okay, I'm putting the money on the Falcons. Yeah, I, I could see this being a scenario kind of like what the Saints did last year with Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill, where Luke Willis is a kind of, gimmick quarterback who comes in every now and then and is he going to run is he going to pass and levis is there to to be the pure pocket passer the falcons defense has struggled historically against Taysom hill uh Mm -hmm. so if they try to mimic that script against the falcons then the titans might be able to have some success there uh but the falcons defense is is pretty good only other thing that that i want to talk about across the nfl is there has been a lot of murmurs whether it's on twitter whether it's just in media nfl fans in their group chats on discord or whatever talking about officiating in the nfl i'm sure have you seen any of that spence yeah yeah i have quite a bit of it a lot of it happened even after the bills game so you know i've been seeing a lot of it um patriots fans and bills fans were complaining i'm just gonna say this before we uh send it home as a new orleans saints fan from the no call against the Rams, NFL, NFL fans, this is what you deserve. This is the bed you made. I'm still bitter about the no call. There's been a bunch of complaints about some kind of questionable pass interference calls or no calls. You guys decided, NFL, after a year that, you know what, maybe we're going to let pass interference be reviewable, and then you reneged. You changed your mind. So this is the bed you made. Congratulations, NFL but get your stuff together. The, the mm. officials should not be deciding games. I'm with you 100%. And I'm even saying that as a Bills fan that after two weeks ago against the Giants, you know, a questionable non-call against Darren Waller that should have been called could have completely changed the outcome of the game. And I'm still saying I agree with you. Like, there's, it, it's insane that, you know, referees are having the ability to, and, and it's been like this for years, I guess, you know, like, like you mentioned, the Saints, <laughs> the horrible pass interference that was never caught that should have been caught it's like you see plays like that and it's just it it ticks you off because these guys work so hard all season they work hard all week they get to the game and they and then for it to come down to something that's literally out of their control it's unacceptable in the nfl across the board this year you can see it in almost every single game that that dolphins and eagles game was horrendous it was horrendous. So, yeah, uh, if we, I don't know if we should start a petition. I don't know. Let's start one of those uh, signature things going around on the Internet. Get some signatures. No, no. Again, NFL, this is this is what you wanted, right? You wanted everyone. Controversy is is still news. So while we close it out, Baker Mayfield, make me proud tonight. 
put Spence in this place. Stats, hit us with the outro and take us home. <laughs>